Welcome to Making Sheffield, celebrating the Steel City's history and heritage. Our guest today is the Reverend Canon Keith Farrell. Many Sheffield people say, I've never been in the cathedral. And I say, well, it's your cathedral, come and see it. And most people do the jaw drop. They walk in and they go, oh, because they, they've not seen the inside. Outside, I've got to admit, it looks a bit forbidding. It has been described as a, of a cadaver. The, uh, a previous dean described it as a cadaver because it looks a bit like a dead body because they tried to clean the stonework and it left it with a grey dead look. But inside, it is full of light and the, the, the 1960s lantern, light comes shooting down. Uh, and people do, they do the jaw drop and I've seen it so many times. They go, oh, amazing. And I like the jaw drop experience for people and it makes them want to come back again. So if, you, if you're out there and you've ever been, it is a must-see it's one of those bucket list things. Before you die, come to the cathedral. For nearly a thousand years on this site, prayer has happened every day, which I find quite astonishing. And we are the oldest uh, building that's in con been in continual use in Sheffield. And it's, it, is a, you know, it is a house of prayer. Whatever happens here, prayer happens regardless of what happens. So that's, for me, that, for, historically, that's quite a thrill. All, but so certainly as a priest... That's also to think whatever happens, people know that we are praying for them certain times. So that's what I mean, a canon. So my life is, is ruled by a measurement of, de of, of devotion and prayer and Bible reading. Not that, uh, don't get the impression I wander around like some sort of ethereal monk. You know, my job is very, very varied. And of course the cathedral is the seat of the bishop. It, we're, I suppose, the mother church of the Diocese of Sheffield. Uh, and we have a great big chair in the cathedral, fancy, which, which we may look at later. And that's the cathedra, which is the, uh, an ancient word for chair, and it's the seat of the bishop. So we are uh, holding the place for the bishop. So this is, this is his church. Not that he's here every day. He isn't. He comes for high days and holy days. But the cathedrals are the seats of the bishop. There, there's evidence of, well, it's in the Bishop Museum, of the, 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 the shaft of a Saxon cross going back to 900 and that was dug up in Sheffield. Uh, and we have records in our archives that Queen Elizabeth I asked the church wardens to pull down ye stone cross outside ye parish church, because it was the parish church of Sheffield before it became the cathedral. So we believe that certainly, you know, the, the earliest known stone building is about 1100, uh, but we believe there's something on the site before that, connected perhaps even to Sheffield Cathedral, because the Shrewsbury's have their chapel here, they were the keepers of the castle, very, very influential landowners in Sheffield. Uh, so we go into very much into the distant recesses of history. Something, a Christian worship has happened here. It is a constant changing building, um, and people have this imagination that it's never been changed. Certainly the greatest changes were done in the 1930s when it became a cathedral in 1914. And then, of course, immediately after that, the, second, the First World War sorry, started, uh, and they had plans to, to extend the cathedral. It was, it was quite a large parish church then, but they wanted to, uh, I suppose, step up the mark and, and have a cathedral worthy of a great industrial city. But, of course, the First World War then kicked in. Uh, 20 years later, the Second World War. But in those 20 years, I suppose the, the industrial um, uh, people of Sheffield, they... they in quite a lot of finance and support to actually extend the cathedral and it should have been extended right out to up to near the Cutler's Hall there was going to be a new nave built a 2,000 seater nave the foundations of which are underneath the cathedral square and the, the heating duct so if anybody's got a spare 100 million we could build a 2,000 seater nave and the plans were there we have pictures of what that would look like we have a model of what it was going to look like 
the uh, the north end of the cathedral was built in the in the uh, just before the, the Second World War, but then the Second World War started uh, in September 1939, and the building work was stopped. After five years of war, I think when people got back to let's say normal life, if it was ever normal after that, the I think the the finance plus the let's say the stomach for building such a big cathedral had sort of waned somewhat. Uh, they did a bit of an attempt to, to 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 resurrect it, no pun intended. But then we built the the West End, the 1960s West End. There is a mistaken belief that the cathedral was bombed in the Second World War. That's why the West End was rebuilt. It wasn't. A couple of pinnacles were were blown off. But surprisingly, we were not like the Moor and um, uh, and down towards Sheffield uh, uh, Market area. That was you know, very badly damaged, um, virtually obliterated. Uh, but Sheffield uh, Cathedral. Got away fairly lightly, but the West End was built on in the 60s. Um, so we've done probably after that we've done repairs and we built the Cathedral Arch project and the, the Community Resource Centre, uh, which is attached. Um, and we are the only cathedral, I think, with a dental surgery and a doctor's surgery attached, which is part of the Cathedral Arch project, the homeless project. All cathedrals have a chapter house, and the chapter uh, or the group of people, I suppose, are the, the, the managers of the cathedral. Um, the, uh, there, are, there are clergy, uh, vicars and also um, lay people who are on the chapter, and they, I suppose, are the, the managing group. And each cathedral will have a chapter house where they would actually sit and meet and have their meetings. We tend not to have the chapter meetings here in the chapter house, strangely, these days, because it, we don't need such a big space. Uh, but this was built uh, in the 1930s as part of the big extension, and it was built by the, the Tozer family, built it as a gift in memory of their parents. And the Tozers were huge steel-producing family. Uh, vastly wealthy and influential in Sheffield. So this chapter house was built by them. And the, the, the wonderful thing about this place, the windows are telling the history of not just the parish church and the cathedral, but also the history of Sheffield. So every window has got something about the history of Sheffield uh, in it. And then the, the main window, uh, that I'm looking up now, is uh, the story of Canterbury Tales. Now you may say, why Canterbury Tales in Sheffield? But Canterbury Tales is the first mention uh, I think 1304, of a piece of Sheffield cutlery. And it's the Miller of Trumpington, uh, uh, and it said, in his hose he held a Sheffield thwittle, which is a small Sheffield knife. That's the first mention in English literature of, of the quality Sheffield uh, cutlery, and it was known for its quality uh, throughout the world, the then known world. So that's why the, the Canterbury Tales windows, and you can see the Miller of Trumpington with his Sheffield Thwittle by his side. So that's an, an allusion for, you know, Sheffield is built on steel and silver. We're known for our metal industry. And because this room was built by the Tozer family. So it, it's, it's a very beautiful room, and we've used this for, for, for meetings, we use it, uh, uh, we've had dinners in here, and it's a very beautiful atmospheric uh, meeting room. And the carving, uh, interesting, over the doors, because the, a lot of business meetings in the early days were done here. It's got four heads, and it's got see no evil, think no evil, speak no evil, hear no evil. As well as saying, what's said in this room, says in this room, sort of a thing. Just a reminder to be wise. And there's a picture of an owl and a picture of a dove. And it's the wisdom of the owl and the gentleness of the dove. So we have to remember to be wise and to be gentle. So there you are, a little mini-sermon for you. So it is, sometimes we open it up for the public to see. Uh, and we have lectures uh, about the uh, windows, and we also have a, a lovely book written about the chapter house windows, which is for sale in the gift shop. This is the famous Sheffield Steel Nativity, uh, designed and made by Brian Fell, uh, uh, an artist, uh, and it's Sheffield Steel, 
and um, it shows Joseph unusually, first of all, holding baby Jesus, which is quite uh, often he's rarely seen holding the Christ child, and he's also dressed as a steel worker. He's got a steel worker's uniform, he's got a leather apron and the hood uh, that the steel workers used to. So it's Joseph as a steel worker holding the Christ child in, in uh, swaddling clothes. Uh, was the shepherd and, and the three kings and this all this comes apart and it, at Christmas time it goes up into the nave and many people come to have a look at this so it's it's become a bit of a legend well this is the crypt chapel of all saints and it's it's what is called a columbarium and that is a, a, a an ancient Roman word for a dovecot and the dovecots were built uh, so the doves would have a little ledge and they would build their nests and lay their eggs, and the Romans would collect the eggs because they were they were um, they were quite a delicacy dove eggs. So and you know the whole image of a peaceful dove. So these columbariums, uh, the Romans first developed them where the ashes of the dead were put on ledges, and it was a holy place where the remains were kept. And this was built. Uh, started being built just before the, the Second World War, and it's the only columbarium in an English cathedral. Uh, there is another cathedral building one, I understand, so we can still say that, but we'll have to say soon, we are, were the first cathedral to have it. And if you look at the wall, the writing on the walls, there are people's names. Uh, behind the, the altar are uh, bishops and deans and canons, uh, and I think I might have a little niche there when I finally um, shuffle off this mortal coil, so I know where I will be, my remains will be spending uh, eternity. Uh, and on the wall here... Uh, we have um, well-known people from Sheffield, um, the, the, the member of the Tozer family who uh, paid for the chapter house. Uh, there's John George Graves of Graves Art Gallery, Erwill uh, Mitchell, the lawyers, uh, and Master and Mistress Cutlers, uh, and Lord Mayors and Mayoresses. And Longdon uh, family were the builders of the, the new cathedral extension. Uh, Sir Samuel Osborne. Um, and here we've got uh, Sir uh, Hugh Neal here. Uh, and members of the congregation are on this wall. So, yeah, it's a very, it's a very peaceful place. Um, and people often come here just to sit quiet and certainly relatives visit the, the, the resting place of their... Uh, their loved ones, so it is quite a, um, a a unique place, I would I would say. Yeah, this is the what's called the high altar in the east window. So we're in, I suppose, the the very epicenter of the cathedral. This is the the east window, and what we call as the the high altar, uh, which is used every Sunday. And this is probably, I would say, the oldest part of the cathedral. And we can see uh, in the stonework, you can see. Uh, bits of Norman stonework and bits of uh, there are uh, there's some bits of Saxon stonework. So it's, it's constantly changed. It's gone through the history of Sheffield. This place is I always say it's got the history of Sheffield scratched on its walls. Uh, so it is it's been changed and redeveloped, but they've always been fairly eco-friendly and they've reused stonework in the rebuilding. So it's sort of higgledy piggledy, but it's it's telling a story. And through here we've got the very famous Shrewsbury Chapel uh, with the, um, uh, the sixth Earl of Shrewsbury and the fourth Earl and his, his two wives, uh, these beautiful alabaster tombs. Underneath uh, is the Shrewsbury family chapel. And uh, unusually, uh, there, are, there should have been 15 Earls of Shrewsbury buried there and there's records that they were buried there, but they've disappeared. 
and it's a bit of a mystery, we don't know where they are, probably cleared out in some Victorian rebuild and they've, they've moved the bones into what was called a charnel house where the bones were kept. So whilst it's a mystery, I don't think it's... Um, it's, it's, a, you know, it's become the stuff of legend, but they were probably just tidied up to make space for the other earls. So that, that's a very ancient crypt there. And uh, the 22nd Earl of Shrewsbury is our high steward of the cathedral. We don't see him often, but he has visited. And uh, it's quite something to... Uh, when he comes and... Uh, he sat here in this chapel when the Queen came for the Royal Mournby, and it was like living history. And that, you know, 22 earls going right back to the very first uh, was, was quite a thrill. So this is one of the treasures areas of the cathedral, these, these tombs, and just the, the whole history of the Earls of Shrewsbury in Sheffield. They were very, very uh, influential, very powerful family, and owned most of the Sheffield uh, lands. I suppose we, we're a bit like Arkwright's shop. We're open all hours. We are open every uh, day uh, of the year. Uh, we, the doors open at 8.30 in the morning, and generally we, we close at 5 at night. But it's also used uh, for concerts, uh, events, people of all faiths or no faith come and use this space and often people that come just to find a bit of peace and quiet they may not they may say well I'm not really a person of faith but I know something it feels special in here we life happens here uh, normal life uh, and extraordinary life happens here so uh, do come along you'll be welcome we have a, a team of guide welcomers you'll see them in their their red gowns at the door they'll welcome you and if you want they'll, they'll give you a guided tour around the cathedral and they're very knowledgeable about the building and about the history so it's uh, it's actually makes a good it makes a, a fabulous day out coffee shop gift shop uh, and safer service of course uh, uh, the music here we, we have a, a, a choir uh, we have uh, professional musicians and we have a, uh, a master of the music who looks after the, uh, the musical life of the cathedral. So service uh, is quite an experience here so, so come along and experience your cathedral.